The house always wins. Play long enough, you never change the stakes. The house takes you. Unless, when that perfect hand comes along, you bet big, and then you take the house. I've been practicing this because a little bit that I rush. It felt like I rushed. It was good. I liked it. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Big Easy Bets podcast. I'm your host, Logan, and with me in the studio, Nick Bombrick. Oh, yeah. And to my left on the ones and twos, Joseph Ascani. Let's get it. This is episode 157. This is going to be the most meaningful episode we've done in quite some time. It's a look ahead to the upcoming college football season. We're talking over under win totals, conference champions, Heisman Trophy odds, any futures bet you can think of, what we deem as the best possible bet, we are going to give it to you. Um, these are the bets that you make that take a while to pay off, but they pay dividends down the line. The way I look at it is if you're betting, what, if you're doing FanDuel, Caesars, uh, Barstool, whatever, that money already comes out of your account. So it's a it's a can't lose situation. Yeah, take six out months from now, six well, well, six months from now, whenever these cash or don't, if they don't, <laughs> if they don't cash, that money's long gone. It's like yeah, it never happened. That money's been gone, so it doesn't even feel like a loss. And then if you win, it's like you got free money. So that's how a moron would look at it. So <laughs> if you, but if you want to, uh, if you want to, if you're tracking it like we are, you'll know if you if you made money or not. But uh, I'm going to have pretty much just about every conference. I have an over under win total. I don't think I have anything for the big 12. I don't think I have anything for the Sun Belt. I looked at it for quite a while. Couldn't really pull the trigger on anything. Um, but yeah, I'm fired up. It is close every year. I think I've said it literally every year. I do a little bit more research than the year before. So I feel like I have my finger on the pulse of uh, the college football landscape who went where more so players than coaches, but there's been a lot of, a lot of coaching changes. Jeff Brom at, uh, Louisville, um, and then who fucking took over? Luke Fickle went to Wisconsin. Yep. Like those are the ones that like I don't know. You can I, I tend to forget, so I'm trying to keep up with all of that. But before we get into that, uh, go subscribe to the Big Easy Bets TV YouTube page. Go subscribe if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and you're not subscribed. Just hit the button real quick. It's very easy. Means nothing to you. Everything to us. Same thing with the YouTube page. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and you want to head over there, search it in the search bar, Big Easy Bets TV, hit subscribe. Again, it helps us, and we'd appreciate it. So, a um, couple things. There's really not much. I mean, since we recorded last, what, the the submarine, the Titanic, I already put out a video on that. Um, current events, not a ton has happened. You saw the NFL came out today. I don't know if you did or not, but they're blaming – they're blaming all the slipping on the players not wearing the, the, the right cleats, not on the surface of the field. Mm. I don't buy it. Yep. I don't buy it. It was um, it was natural grass, though, right? That they're slipping on? Yeah, well, that they played on, wasn't it? For which game? The Super Bowl. Um, yeah. Remember, they were slipping all over, and the Eagles blamed that as why they lost. Yeah, it was new turf. But, like, grass that they've been yeah. growing yeah okay uh yeah i don't know they blame they blame the field conditions as why they didn't win and the nfl blames them for not wearing the, the right cleats <laughs> so uh a lot of people were tweeting about it and they were not happy um what else anything else going on all this lsu 
won the baseball oh, championship. Yeah, yeah. We'll give a, a quick uh, quick shout out to the best college baseball team you've probably ever seen. So you've got arguably the yeah. best pitcher and one of the best players of all time on the same team. So yeah, no LSU with an improbable run too in terms of going the long way, mm-hmm. having to literally play as many games as just about as you possibly could to win the national championship, and they did just that. The knock on the team was that the, the bullpen and, and the, the pitching uh, rotation outside of Skeens was going to be their Achilles heel. And it was kind of the strength because the hitting didn't really show up until the very the very final game, and it showed up in a big way. Florida 20-run rules us in game two, and then damn near we traded it right back to them in game three. So shout out to uh, – I mean, Paul Skeens is – an animal actually ordered his jersey. Yeah. I saw. A li- I swear it's on the way. Um, I, I got a, a link popped up. Those those for you pages or, mm-hmm. or like the sponsored shit. They know what they're doing. I saw it. I was like, yeah, I'll get it. But yeah, Dylan Cruz, uh, the, dude. There was so many people we were talking about. There was so many people that made like a a season saving play. Oh yeah, well, it just in the like the the last series against um, Wake Forest and then Florida. You got Pearson with the 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 catch in left field, which was like it wasn't. It was a really good catch. It was he had to jump up pretty high for it, nearly doubled him up. But if that goes over his head, game over. Trey Morgan yep. charging the 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 swinging bunt to get the runner out at home plate, diving like a barely in his glove for a split second. That was, in my opinion, that was the best play. That yeah. was like that. Say all of these plays saved the season, but. But he doesn't get enough credit for his ability to uh, field his position. But then you've got, I mean, Beloso with the home run. You've got Tommy Tanks with multiple home runs, the walk-off, and then he hit one right before Beloso hit the game winner. Everybody stepped up in a big way. It it really was pretty remarkable. Um, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I'm a college baseball expert by any means, but where, I mean... Where would that team rank all time? It's got to be in the conversation, right? Yeah, it was the best. Yeah. We, when we wanted an 9 we were really good, too. Yeah. Really good. And Look at that lineup. So, like, I'm, I'm not a historian of college baseball. Not going not gonna to pretend to be. But I know the game, and I know what I saw with my own two eyes, and then also hearing other people talk about it. So it's kind of crazy if you think about it, even if it's in the conversation as the best college baseball team of all time. Four years ago, it's not even a debate. We saw the best college football team of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, college women's college basketball just fucking dominated. Uh, it, it's pretty crazy. LSU is becoming the premier school when you look at across the board. I mean, obviously, what gymnastics? You've got fucking uh, the dance teams. Even good winning national championships. It is pretty. Uh, it's pretty remarkable. I gotta say, but yeah, the fact that. If that is one of the best college baseball teams of all time, you just saw the best college football team of all time. I, I, people keep trying to argue Alabama. I just, dude, I the, like the very next year, I get it. The numbers, like numbers don't lie, I guess. But I just don't think they're taking into account the teams we played. Yeah. Like on the road in Texas right off the bat. But what they did, the, they act like, it was Oklahoma when Jefferson caught the like five touchdowns in the first mm-hmm. half and Burrow, what he had eight. It's like if he plays a full game, he might throw sixteen fucking touchdowns in a game. Mm-hmm. I just don't get it. There's just, 
I don't get the comparison. Um, I think 2019 LSU, I think they blow out. Maybe not blow out, but they, they certainly beat Alabama of 2020. Um, but, yeah, all right. Anyway, uh, what else? Anything? What were you about to Suspensions say? Suspensions. For? For gambling in the NFL. Okay, yeah. Uh, is there anybody new? I know there was somebody. Those Colts players? Yeah, what did he do? He bet, like. On his team. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, let's talk about that. What are your thoughts? You think they should be allowed to bet or not? Um, no. What do you think? No. People are, like, picking a side on this, it, it, like, passionately. I don't really. Yeah, no, they shouldn't be allowed to bet. No. Oh, like he bet on his team to win. Who was it? So I did saw. Pete Rose. He's not even fucking allowed to touch dude, baseball. Uh, <laughs> he's an NFL player. I forget who it was or where I saw it, but he said he thinks like he's like, oh, we can go out there and risk our life, but we can't risk our money on a couple games. And he's in the NFL. Yeah, I did see that. that. Yeah, motherfucker, you're getting paid millions of dollars. What are you talking about? Like, it makes yeah, no sense. Money on another sport, idiot. Yeah, right. you're risking your life doing fucking doing the work you're doing. It's, I just don't get it. Yeah, it's, those arguments, it's like, yeah, you could make that argument if you weren't being compensated for what you're doing. Exactly. You're being compensated handsomely to go out there and yes. play a game. And the guy, if I remember correct, was it Rodgers for the Colts? Yeah. You're not that fucking good, Isaiah dude. Isaiah Rodgers, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, you're not like the fuck. You're making, you're probably making millions. And you don't even have to be the best in the fucking league. So, I, I just, the I don't know. The most notable one, I think, was um, you know, uh, from Detroit. Um, yeah, yeah, Jameson Williams. Jameson Williams. But yeah. he bet on a different sport, so that's why he only got six games. He didn't bet on football. Yeah, and it. I don't. Really they see were a trying to appeal that. that because no, because he apparently placed the bet at the team's facility, yes. which is yeah, prohibited. Yeah. Yes, I saw that. Yeah, and that's where it's just don't be dumb. Well, but if, if you know the rule, like, they were trying yeah. to say, or his representation was trying to say that that wasn't the case. But I don't know whatever yeah. came. Well, of I saw one guy. So the thing was. It may have been Rodgers from the Colts. He was betting consistently like $50 on games. I and, saw that. And then there was one bet. He bet, he bet $1,000 yeah. on the over run rushing yards prop. In the game. So the problem with that, if I'm the sports book, I'm going, okay, this motherfucker knows that guy. And he might be like, hey, game plan. They're going to feed me the ball a little bit more than normal. Mm-hmm. You go, okay, sure over 12 and him. a half rushing yards. Like, I'm pretty sure it was Jonathan Taylor. Oh, I don't know. I think. Uh, yeah, I don't know who it was. I just saw that it's it was like, on. You know I think it was a rushing yards game problem. Plan is. Yeah, that's you, why that's a problem. I really don't even see the controversy or the debate about it. It's yeah. it's you're get it's kind of like what I always said. Like if you know somebody on the team personnel, yeah, of a team that's in the Super Bowl, you ask them what color the fucking Gatorade's going to be, right? mm-hmm. and, and you you have an inside edge to where. You pretty much know for sure, unless this motherfucker gets hurt, like if it's 12 and a half rushing yards for Gainwell or whatever the hell the Super Bowl prop was. Yeah, actually, typically I get four carries. They told me they're going to feed me this week. It's like, okay, I'll go over your rushing yard total because they don't know. The books don't know that they're going to feed you this week. Like, that's the plan. I don't understand the people just like to complain, but it's also people that don't have a dog in the race. It's like fucking regular people on Twitter. Like, this is bullshit. Like, shut the fuck up, dude. Shut up. Pete Rose is out there as a manager betting on his team, <laughs> betting on it. Granted, he said he never bet on his team to lose, but you just open. You, it's the same shit. You, you open that box and now it's like, well, okay. Like it's just, it's just a fuck. You're on a dog shit team and you know, you're going to lose. I'm betting against us. Like mm-hmm. it, it's just, it's just a bad precedent to 
allow you just can't open that box you just can't i don't and i'm worried like if they don't stop fucking betting on it it's gonna fucking they're gonna have to do something and i don't know what that what that consists of but i didn't i don't know i didn't like when i I was conflicted on when they came out and like made it so mainstream now to bet on games everything's about betting now Mm -hmm. they have the lines on any anytime you see Okay, the fucking Saints playing the Falcons. You have the spread there. You have the over under. It never used to be like that. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of weird now. It was kind of like a almost like a what's the word niche niche fucking like group of people. And, and it used to not be talked about. It used to kind of be like like whispered. Like yeah, I'm mm-hmm. betting. Like but now everybody are you betting this game? Are you betting that game? People that have no idea what the fuck they're doing <laughs> yeah. and should be listening to this podcast are betting on games. So I don't know. I don't really get the debate. I don't think it's. I don't even think it should be a debate. You can't bet on the games. You don't need to bet on the games. Why are you betting fucking $50 parlays when you're making millions of dollars to play football? Yeah. It, that was kind of, it's like, I don't know. It's just go play blackjack or something. Mm-hmm. Like go, you can fucking scratch it way more doing that. Right. Betting on f- the game that you play is just odd to me. Um, What else? Anything else? One, a ton. No. We're getting close. We've entered into the month of July. Tomorrow is actually the 4th of July. Um, happy 4th. Yes, happy 4th. Unless you hate America. <laughs> then it's not a happy 4th. Uh, France is burning to the ground. Did you see that? No. Yep. Burning to the ground. Literally. They've got, they're having their, their take on riots. And uh, it's like a whole thing. Like it's bad. What do you think? Did you, well, he's not really on social media that much, so he probably didn't know. No, I don't know. Yeah, they're burning it to the ground. Overrides. Yeah, I don't know specifically what happened. Um, I think it's stupid. I mean, what else can you think? Yeah, but we don't, I mean, you can't necessarily think it's stupid if you don't know what it's about yet. I think it's stupid to get violent What if people, all. what if they burn down a Catholic church? Stupid. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Burn no, I mean, it is. anything it is. is stupid. No, but what if they're retaliating now because they attacked the church? Stupid. Okay. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, But yeah, I I don't really know the specifics of it, all the details. I just know that they are uh, burning the city to the ground. Um, All right, let's get into... Yes. Let's get into some future bets. Uh, Episode 157, again, go subscribe to the YouTube page. Um, This is going to be... Yeah, I'm going to try to figure out What's the best route to... Okay, we're going to start with... I'm going to kind of go through who a couple key transfers that I felt were noteworthy. Uh, most people are not going to really look into who went where in uh, the new landscape of college football. So I tried to do my due diligence for, uh, for you listening right now. I'm just going to list it off. So obviously Sam Hartman went from Wake Forest to Notre Dame. In turn, Tyler Buckner is now trans. He already has. He transferred from Notre Dame to Alabama. Don't really care if I if you if I'm a Notre Dame fan, I wouldn't really give a shit because if you watch the spring game or any last season, Tyler Buckner's not very good. In the spring game, he got strip sacked on his first drive. He threw a bad he threw a bad interception. He's not really that good of a player. Um, do you think he starts at Alabama? Um, yeah. Do you really? Yeah. Really? Over Milrow? Mm-hmm. Everything Do you I've know that? Like I have Jalen. Yeah. No, I don't know, but I think that's what's going to happen. I mean, he wasn't there in the spring, so. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. It, it, They'll have to figure that out in the fall. Do you think that's because you think he could be decent or you think Milrow's that bad of a passer? 
I just think it's the style that Alabama's going to go back to. Yeah. Kind of before Bryce Young, Mac Jones, and Tua. That more of a kind of manage the the game and run the ball, play good defense. Yeah. Which will be interesting to see how that works out for him because we'll get there on their win total and stuff. But Okay, well, I mean, so – what are your thoughts on Buckner? You think he's decent? No. Okay, I was gonna say. I, I was like, I think he's fucking trash. <laughs> I watched him in the spring game, dude. He sucks. Like, yeah. And and this is a Notre Dame defense that might kind of regress a little bit compared to what like they don't have Foskey anymore. Shout out, uh, he's on the Saints now. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some questions on the D line for sure. His pocket awareness looked bad, and it's in the spring game, so it's like it shouldn't really look that bad. I don't think it's that big of a loss for him at all. Obviously, Sam Hartman it was going to be the starter, no doubt about it. Uh, Eric Gilbert, transferring again. Do you know where? No. Going to Nebraska. Oh, come on. Maybe he'll play a game. Yeah. We're on game watch for Eric Gilbert. Will he play a game? Can he pass a test to get on the field? Don't know. I had so much. I had the highest of hopes for him when he was coming to LSU. And then. Yeah, he played well when he did. Yeah. And then he just was like. Fuck school. I ain't here to play school. He's like, I'm tired of this. <laughs> <laughs> and he qu- quit midseason. Huh? Went back home, never played there because he decided to go to the fucking tight end university. <laughs> yeah. Um, Trey Potts, you remember him, the backup for Ibrahim at Minnesota? Yeah. He is now going to Penn State, who's already got a loaded running back. Yeah. Run. So I'm interested to see how uh, that goes. J. Michael Sturdivant, best wide receiver for Cal. He went to UCLA. Cal cleaned house. Plumber's out, too. Mm-hmm. Plummer went to Louisville. So that's actually interesting, too, because he got recruited by Brom at Purdue, right? That's yeah. where Brom just came from. He got recruited by Brom, went there, and then mm-hmm. Aiden O'Connell was obviously going to be the starter. So he transferred, and now he's back. I think he's fifth year senior. So he transferred to Louisville, followed Brom. Brendan Armstrong, out, out of Virginia, <laughs> NC State. And then speaking of NC State, Devin Leary has gone from NC State to Kentucky which I'm really interested to see how that fit is. Obviously, Levis is going for Kentucky. Um, let's see. Nick Evers, the backup to C.J. Stroud last year, the quarterback, Nick Evers, I think he was a five-star, went to Wisconsin. So he's taken over for Graham Mertz, who is at Florida now, which I know you already knew that, but for anybody who didn't know, Graham Mertz, dog shit quarterback from Wisconsin, only had one good game. And I'll never forget it against Illinois. It's first first ever game. He is now at the University of Florida. Used to be at the University of Florida was Emory Jones. Then he went to Arizona State. Now he's at Cincinnati. So, um, and then they had they had Ben Bryant, who I don't know where he went, but he's not at Cincinnati anymore. Um, Hank Bachmeyer, one up. One of my all-time favorites. Boy, from Boise State to Louisiana Tech. Obviously, he sat out. It was clear and it was clear and obvious he was going to transfer. He ended up after they went, whatever they went, two and two to start the season. He he got benched. So it was clear he was on his way out. Cade McNamara has gone from Michigan to Iowa. Phil Jakovich. I'm interested in this. Boston College transferred to Pitt. Cause Slovis is out, I believe. I think Slovis went to, what did I say? He went to BYU. Yeah. Slovis went to BYU. So, dude, Djokovic was the guy who they had high hopes, like dual threat guy at Boston College. They felt like he could possibly even turn into like a professional prospect. I'm interested to see if he can do something at Pitt because they're going to have a good defense with Narduzzi. Um, 
Tanner Mordecai, you remember him from SMU? Mm-hmm. He was at SMU, right? And then he went to Oklahoma? Um, he was there. He was at SMU last year. Are you positive? I think he transferred to Oklahoma. No, he transferred to Oklahoma, I think, after SMU. I don't know. I'm pretty sure. No, he was on, He was SMU's quarterback last year. I then thought he was. Let me see. Did he transfer from Oklahoma first? Maybe a while ago. Yeah. Um, well, he is at Wisconsin. And who else went to Wisconsin? Uh, Nick Evers. Okay. So that's interesting. I don't know who's going to start. I was looking at it. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't know. Uh, they haven't really. They could have. Maybe I didn't see it. But um, Hudson Card from Texas went to Purdue, and then DJ Ungalele, your favorite, Clemson, Oregon State. We already knew that. Okay, yeah. Here we go. Keaton Slovis, Pitt to BYU, and that was it. So a lot of a, a lot of notable names kind of uh, hit the the carousel that is the transfer portal. So it's gonna be it's gonna look a little different. Grayson McCall, snip snap, snip snip snap, was in the portal, out the portal, in the portal, back home to Coastal Carolina. But Jamie Chatwell is where'd he go? Liberty. Yes. And then Hugh Freeze went to Auburn. Auburn yeah. Yes. See, we're at work. The wheels are in a. The wheels are in motion. So, all right. How do you want to? How do you want to go about it? How do you want to start? You want to go? I guess we can go conference by conference. Okay. Um. Let's do the Power Five last, I guess. Okay. Let's start with uh, fan favorite. We'll start. I'll start with the American. So, let me pull it up first. Um, all right, I'm looking at Tulane. Tulane lost a lot of production. They lost a their a lot of their top tacklers. They lost some people on the outside. Obviously, they lost Tajay Taj Spears, but they still have Michael Pratt. And they have a pretty easy schedule. Their over-under win total sits at nine. I have gone back and forth, but I'm taking the over nine. So I was looking at nine and a half, and it made it a little bit more difficult. But you have to shop around if you're going to do these win totals because Caesars has drastically different odds than FanDuel, et cetera. Um, If you go to Caesars, you can get over nine wins for minus 140 right now. That's what I took. If you look at the schedule – Obviously, the toughest game is week two so far. I mean, really, probably all season. Their toughest game is Ole Miss. They get them at home. It's a team with, I mean, a ton of expectations after what happened last year. Um, Just kept winning. The improbable comeback against USC. But you got South Alabama at Southern Miss, Nichols, UAB. Memphis on the road is going to be tough. North Texas at Rice at ECU, Tulsa, Florida Atlantic, and UTSA is going to be tough. So, if you go nine and three, we push. You got Ole Miss, you got Memphis, you got UTSA. Those are the most losable games, I would think. I could see them beating UTSA, certainly. I could see them, I could see them beating just about everybody. With the exception of Ole Miss. I don't think they're not going to beat Ole Miss. I'll be I would be surprised. That would be a very good win for them. On the road to Memphis worries me. I would say like I, I think I texted you. I was looking for any reason to take the under. Um I'm going over nine wins. So if we hit on nine, we'll take we'll take a push. But I don't know. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm on the over as well. But um like you said, Michael Pratt returning. 
I think this will be his third third full year yes. as a starter. Um, I mean, this is the team that beat USC in mm-hmm. the – what bowl game was it? Cotton Bowl. Yeah. I was on Tulane, and I remember – dude, it was an improbable comeback. It was an improbable yeah. comeback down the stretch. Like, the fact that they pulled it off was, like, one of the biggest wins of the I think season. down 12 with a little bit above two minutes. Yeah. A little bit yeah. above two No, minutes. it was what – did, what did USC do? Did they kick the – did they kick it out of bounds? They did something on the kickoff yes. that they shouldn't have fucking done. Yes, kicked it out of bounds. And it cost them the game. Yeah. I just watched the highlights the other night. Yeah. That was – I dude, was I was watching game. it on my phone as I was leaving Hattiesburg, and I was like, holy shit. Tajay Spears just played out of his mind. Oh, he's a stud, dude. He's a stud. All right, what are your thoughts? You said you're taking over? Yeah, like you said, they do lose some production on the defensive side, and then their best players, their running back, Tajay Spears, but they're returning four of their five offensive linemen and all four defensive linemen. Mm -hmm. That's the big thing, the offensive line. That's the big thing right there. Yes. When you're returning everybody in the trenches, you can expect production to kind of stay the same and you replace some of those other guys. And then, like you said, the schedule is relatively weak other than Ole Miss, which I wouldn't be surprised if they upset Ole Miss. It's possible, but I think the line's out for it. I think they're at least a touchdown under. Yeah. Probably like seven to nine points, something like that. Yeah. um, The key thing is that the game's going to be played at home for Tulane, so they should be able to fill – Fill up yeah. the stadium after last season. Yeah. Oh, I'm, um, yeah. I'm sure it's going to sure. be. Yeah, it's not the biggest stadium in the world, but I think we you even said you we should go to the game. Yeah. I'm down. Yeah, that'd be fun. I'm definitely down. Two thirty on a Saturday. But yeah, the big thing for me here is returning a lot of those guys in the trenches. Almost all of them, except for one. Mm-hmm. Over nine or over nine and a half, depending on how much juice you want to lay. Yeah, I laid the I laid like I said minus one forty on Caesars for for nine wins. So. Um, I'll, I'll lay it. And then, yeah, I mean, looking at the schedule, it's, it's, I think worst case scenario, they go nine and three. Yeah. So, and I, that's if, I mean, anything can happen along the way, but if they, if they do pull off the upset win over Ole Miss, fucking straight to the bank. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, all right, let's go to, I know I don't have any win totals for, Non-Power 5, only have win totals for Power 5, but mm-hmm. I'm going to add Tulane. Okay. I'm going to ride that with y'all. Okay. I am... But I'm on FanDuel, so I only have the halves. Like, everything's and a half. Nine and a half. Yeah, no, that's what Whatever. I'm saying. It, so, uh, Caesars... I'm, I'm going nine and a half. I'm going yeah. over nine and a half. Okay. Yeah, Caesars had nine. Um, Let's see. All right, we'll go to Conference USA. Do you have anything for this one? Um, I should. I'll go first if you want. Yeah, you go first. All right, we're laying heavy juice here. Louisiana Tech over five and a half wins, minus 170. Louisiana Tech hit multiple home runs in the transfer portal, obviously with Bachmeyer close to my heart, always will be, even after a, even after a rough patch over the last the start of last season and the end of the season before that. Uh, but they, they got Squirrel Williams running back from, from uh, Baylor, who – Looked impressive at times playing in the Big 12, mainly against Oklahoma. You're now going to Conference USA where the talent is uh, a little bit easier. They also, I think they had like the 73rd best recruiting class, which is like a, a far and away the best Louisiana Tech has ever done. They have a pretty favorable schedule in a weak conference. 
I think they're going to have one of the better quarterbacks in the conference in Hank Bachmeyer, who, when he's playing as good as he can, he he has the potential to be one of the upper-tier quarterbacks in the country. We saw a lot of regression at the start of last season. Maybe a change of scenery will be good for him. I'm going over five and a half wins. We're laying heavy juice, but I got to ride with my guy. So what are you taking? Anything? Yeah, I'm on the same thing as you. Um, You mentioned it, weak schedule. This conference has kind of fell apart a little bit with some of the teams moving on, and then they get Sam Houston and Jacksonville State coming in from the FCS level. And Louisiana Tech gets to play both of those as their last two games of the year. Um, But another bet I would uh, be willing to take is Liberty over eight and a half wins, minus 134 on FanDuel. For basically a lot of the same reasons, over the past few years where when Liberty was under Hugh Freeze and they were an independent, they had a much tougher schedule than what they're going to be dealing with now in Conference USA. Mm-hmm. Um, but with Jamie Chadwell going there, they they had some good players. I know there's still some question marks at quarterback, but it'll be interesting to see what the offense looks like and how much of it, how much of what we saw at Coastal Carolina will be implemented at Liberty. But just overall, looking at at their schedule, their non conference schedule isn't isn't really tough. They get to play Bowling Green, mm-hmm. um, Buffalo, two Mac two Mac teams. I mean, yeah. And then you get the Conference USA, which is probably the second weakest conference, conference behind yeah. the Mac. Yeah. Um, you hate. So Mac. I'm going over eight and a half wins, minus one thirty four for Liberty. Okay. All righty. Let's see. Um, all right, we'll go to we'll go to you spoke about it. We will go to the Mac next. Um another team I like. It's gonna it's gonna be a trending topic, but Central Michigan over five and a half wins. It's even money. So Jim McElwain came in year one, led him to nine and four record with a bowl win. A lot of regression year two, four and eight. Richardson, uh the Short and hefty quarterback has transferred to FAU. Lou Nichols, one of the best running backs in the country, even though he did have a fumbling issue, he's on to the NFL. So they ran a two-quarterback system down the stretch. They'll probably run a little bit of a two-quarterback system going into this season, depending. But somebody named Burt Emanuel Jr. Uh, asserted himself as a dynamic runner on the ground. Uh, so much so... It was a game I was on. I think it was the third to last game of the season against Buffalo. They were down big, and then he just went absolutely crazy. They, he just started running. He, they couldn't stop him. He ran by everybody to the tune of 24 carries, 293 yards, and three touchdowns. He's a dynamic runner. I don't have a fucking clue if he can throw because he threw eight times. Mm-hmm. So, in like four games. So, I'm going over five and a half wins. Because it's the Mac. Stupid shit happens in the Mac, but it's always cold. It's always sloppy football. They can lean. I'm I'm putting faith in McElwain to get back to a little bit of what he did year one where they went nine and four. But they always have receivers too. They always put a receiver in the NFL. They always have guys on the outside, it seems. But I think I'm 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 hoping 
I mean, realistically, I have him winning six games. So you're going to give me even money at five and a half. I'll take it. I'm hoping Jim McElwain can manufacture his offense around Bert Emanuel Jr. That game against Buffalo was the wildest shit I've ever seen. It was an incredible comeback. And they, he just kept – he took one like 85 yards to the house. Yeah. So I'm going over five and a half. I remember I bet on Central Michigan against Eastern Michigan and – no good. <laughs> I mean, they just because since he he didn't throw a lot, yeah, they it just is. stacked the line, and yes. then dude, when they put the other guy in, <laughs> shit got really bad. Yeah, I know. So, but it was like kind of it was a lot of bad luck for Central Michigan because they weren't really able to run the ball. But then when they did try to throw, it's like bad things happened specifically in that game but yeah no he's a guy man he had like 280 rushing yards one game huh that's what i said yeah 293 yards oh three gee, yeah i remember that yeah that's what the, yeah that's the story i just went into against <laughs> buffalo just welcome back on, he was focused on what he was saying <laughs> um are you taking anything in the mac I mean, no you hate the mac <laughs> all right let's go to the mountain west um again uh they're only one thing you got, I'm sure. Yeah. Right. We are – I'm going over seven and a half wins for the Boise State Blue Broncos. Broncos. All right. They went nine and three um, regular season. Once Taylor Green took over, they finished seven and one. Again, another guy very similar to Bert Emanuel Jr. He can't fucking throw. They were two and two with Bachmeyer. Taylor Green takes over. They go seven and one. Andy Avalos will get him back to at least nine wins. I think. So it is, you got to lay juice, minus 160. Let me pull the schedule up. Um, I just, I mean, there's a couple games in there that are going to be tough. You open the season going on the road to Washington. Tough. UCF, tough. But you got North Dakota at San Diego State, at Memphis is tough. But San Jose State, Colorado State, uh, you've got Wyoming at home. At Fresno State, don't even know who's taking over at quarterback for Fresno with Hayner gone. The backup wasn't good. Is it Logan Fife? He's not projected to start from what I just saw. Is that his fucking name, though? The fact, if I could remember that, that was pretty good. (laughs) That might be him. Damn, I think he's a transfer. But you got, so you need, you need to hit eight wins. You got Utah State, New Mexico, Fresno, Wyoming, Colorado State, San Jose State, San Diego State, North Dakota, and then Air Force. Yeah, Air Force is tough, but you get them at home. I don't know. I think I think we're going to see you get another year of experience with Taylor Green. There's no quarterback controversy now. It's not who who's going to start. I think we see him take a little bit of a jump here. Um, and I believe in Andy Avalos. So I'm going over. Over seven and a half wins for Boise State. Um, you got anything for the Mountain West? Yeah, San Diego State, the over-under for the win total is six and a half. Um, Just over the years, they've been known for their defense and special Mm -hmm. teams and running the football. Last year, they weren't really able to run the football that well. And on defense, there's some concerns on the front seven. Somewhat of a tough schedule. They got to play UCLA uh, and then all the teams in the Mountain West, Boise State, Air Force, Fresno State. Um, I'm going under six and a half wins plus one ten. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, 
All right. Um, do you have anything for the Sun Belt? I don't have anything. Yeah. Okay. I'll take it away. Um, Georgia State, the over-under is five and a half. They're returning their quarterback that you've probably seen play. Darren Granger has some experience. I think this will be his third full year under center. I think they'll be a little bit better running the football this year, and Granger's obviously a key part of that. He led the team in rushing last year. Mm-hmm. But he kind of showed some flashes as a passer when not put in terrible situations like third, third and long. Yeah. So I think he'll be improved in that aspect. And then you look at the schedule. They start off the year, but they play Rhode Island, they play UConn, they play Charlotte, yep. all before getting into the the tough Sun Belt schedule. I'm going to go over five and a half wins mm-hmm. for the Georgia State Panthers plus 138. Hmm. So you're expecting them to start out 3-0. and Then you go to Coastal. Who's – Yeah. They so return McCall, but it's a new coach. Yeah, new regime. And then defensively last year, Coastal terrible. was – Fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah. It was n- nauseatingly bad. JMU put up 47 on them. Yeah. So then you've got Troy. Who, who defensively, was, Troy lost some talent. Yeah. Troy was decent last year, though. Marshall. Marshall should be good again, I think. Yeah, they're losing some people, though. Is Fancher going to be the quarterback? Yeah. Um, then you go to UL, which is uh, – I, I would I, expect them to be a little bit better Yeah. under the second-year coach, but – yeah, what's his last name? Something, something, uh, Robichaux. Occasion name, yeah. yeah. Um, Arsenal, something like that. Then you go to Georgia Southern. Uh, then you got JMU at home, App State at home. Those are two going to be tough games. But I, I don't know who's who the fuck's the quarterback for App State. Bryce is gone, right? Yeah. I don't even know who it's going to be. Um, on the road against LSU. Hopefully that's a loss, <laughs> and then. On the road against Old Dominion. So you're expecting three and oh. You got five or five and a half? Five and a half. So you need to find three wins from Troy Marshall, UL, Georgia Southern, James Madison, App State, LSU, and Old Dominion. I may take it as well. I'll, I'll, I'll wait and see. But when's, yeah. When's the LSU matchup with them? End of the season, November 18th. And what's the line? No fucking idea. I'm sure it's like no, 30. No, I mean, what's the win line? You five and a half. Five and a half. Oh. What if they have five wins? Oh, I mean, playing LSU, who are you rooting for? LSU, <laughs> LSU's out of contention. On, LSU's out of contention. They still got Old Dominion for the last yeah, game at the of very the year. end. Yeah, um, yeah, I'll hold off, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm I very well might take it as well. And then that's it for the group of five, right? Mm-hmm. All right, let's go to. I do not have anything for. Wait, I got a quick question. Go ahead. Clarify independent for me. It means a team that's like, not part of a conference. They're like, just like not Notre committed Dame. to any conference. Yeah, like Notre Dame. Um, but Notre Dame wasn't ever ACC. I think they piggybacked off the ACC the COVID year, right? Yeah, they played okay. ACC. Schedule. And then and I think they're, they're probably going to join the Big Ten. Weren't they talking about that? Yeah. I so, But currently they're um, they're independent currently. So we let's go Pac-12 first. Do you have anything for the Pac-12? Um, not right now. Okay. I am going under three and a half wins for Colorado. Uh, I was waiting to hear about Colorado. Deion Sanders is in town. He's fighting to maintain the stability of his foot, and he might lose it in surgery. So I think he's done. I think he kept it, but they're like, he might lose his foot. Uh Um, Tough to form a game plan for the season when you might lose your foot. 
They were one and eleven last season. Completely new overhaul coaching as well as players. Half the team transferred after the spring game. So anybody who stood out in the spring game seemed to have said, fuck this. I'm out. I won an 11 last season. They only beat Cal, a bottom of the barrel Pac-12 school. Looking at their schedule, which I should have already pulled up. Let's see. It's pretty tough. So let's see. Let's see. Let's see. So I breaking it down. The main winnable games for me, if you look at their schedule, Stanford and Colorado State. Arizona, huh? Arizona was good last year. Yeah, they were decent, yeah. Arizona's a much improved Arizona team than what they've used to be. But I mean winnable, though. You could call it winnable, but I, I'd be, I, I don't think they beat Arizona. It, 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 it would fall under the category, I guess, Yeah. looking at their schedule as a whole. I mean. But it's not a game you think they win. I, I I wouldn't think so because Arizona was not bad last year. If you like, if you really look at the numbers yeah. and what they were able to do offensively, um, yeah, they did have a good offense. Week one, they go to TCU. Understand Duggan's gone, Kendra Miller's gone, Quentin Johnson's gone, a, a ton of production's gone. There's not a fucking snowball chance in hell that Colorado upsets TCU week one. I would be shocked. Then you got Nebraska at home, but then you go. After Colorado State, you got to go to Oregon, loss. Against USC, loss. At Arizona State, you could throw that in as a potential winnable game. Uh, obviously, Stanford is going to be not good, so very winnable game there. At UCLA, loss. Oregon State, loss. Arizona, loss. You close out the season going to Washington State, and then you go to Utah. Loss, loss. Under three and a half wins. At, they maybe get three. They maybe get three, so I'm taking I'm taking Colorado under three and a half wins. All, it's just, and it's not even necessarily going to be a knock on Dion. You come in, said he's bringing his Louis Vuitton luggage. All the players are like, does that mean we are fucking out of a job? So they start looking around. A lot of people left. So also, am not really sold on Shador Sanders. Yeah, do you think he's going to be decent? Um, I don't know. I think he's overhyped because he's Dion's kid. I mean, it's I think Bronny, helps being the Pac-12 where they don't cover anybody. That's true. That is true. Uh, but, yeah, I just – they never even won a championship yeah. at Jackson State. Well, the kid's obviously talented. It's just – But we don't know that yet. anybody yet. Yeah, but, so we don't know that he's you – know? he might be Jackson State talented. Right. But um, I think he gets a little bit more shine because he's Dion's kid. Yeah. So we'll see. He could be good enough. I don't know, but we're going to find out. And if you can't do it in the Pac-12, you certainly can't do it in the SEC or the Big Ten or anywhere else. So, yeah, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think that's definitely the side I would lean as mm-hmm. under. I mean, I don't know what to expect them to do. Yeah. No, it's going to be tough to come in and have success year one. Yeah. So, and then when you lose that many players after spring – well, they were kicking them. They were kicking everybody out. That, but then a lot of people, yeah, uh, yeah, they were, they were. <laughs> but a lot of people too were were a lot of people that looked good in the spring game. Yeah, transferred out. Couple weapons on the outside. It, 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 I would be surprised if they go over there. Win if they win four games, I don't, I don't know where they're gonna, where they're gonna get them because I mean, look at the teams you have to go on the road to play: Utah, Washington State, UCLA, Oregon, TCU. Those are all losses. If they upset any one of them, that'd be a that'd be a 
a huge accomplishment. I don't see it. If they upset any one of them, this we're fucked more than likely. So I don't. I don't think it's going to happen though. So I'm going under three and a half wins, Colorado. Do you have anything for the Pac-12? Um, I'm thinking about taking the over nine and a half with USC. Really? Yeah. I thought you were going to say Oregon. Nah. I don't even know if it's nine and a half, but I would assume it's probably yeah, around it's, that. Yeah, it's close to that, nine or nine and a half for Oregon. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you're laying big juice here, one, minus 188. But I wouldn't be at all surprised if they can even come close to running the table over there. Like, you don't – what do you mean? You think they will? U- USC, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the schedule, obviously – They got so- Notre Dame on the road, which that's going to be yeah. their toughest game. Yes, and then Oregon on the road is their second toughest game. Yeah, I mean, they get Washington and UCLA at home. Yeah. So, Cal's trash. You get Utah at home as well. Mm-hmm. And Utah, I don't know how good Yeah, they might gonna... not be as good as they have been, but they're, I, I, they'll still be probably at least a middle-of-the-pack yeah. team, Pac-12-wise. Um but yeah, Stanford, Nevada, San Jose State. Uh, yeah, realistically, they could run the table, certainly. You're going to see – I don't even know who's playing quarterback for UCLA. Dorian Thompson-Robinson's gone. I forget the guy's name. It's nine and a half. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think at worst they go 10-2. and two. That's if they lose to Notre Dame, which they might not. And then that Oregon game will be very interesting, depending on how the season develops because it's at the very end. But that's definitely something to keep an eye on. Yeah, I don't. I don't. What are the odds on it? Oh, you said you minus one eighty eight. Okay. Okay. Um. Let's see. All right, so we're good on the pack twelve. Let's go to. I mean, I'm going to look like a homer. I'm going to SEC. I'm taking over LSU nine and a half. You're going to find out very, very, very soon. The first game, you're going to find out the likelihood of this bet hitting. We're going to have to beat Florida State to do it. We're three-point favorites in the game. Obviously, can go either way. Nine and a half wins. Obviously, Alabama is going to be an interesting one. But when you look at, obviously, the SEC schedule is always tough. I get it. Nine and a half wins at minus 115, though. I'm going to take the over. You do have to go on the road to play Ole Miss. We're going to Missouri, which who gives a shit? But you got to go to Alabama. I think worst case scenario, we're ten and two. That's if we lose to Florida State. If you beat Florida State, I mean, we got to go to Mississippi State, but doesn't scare me. Florida sucks. Georgia State, A and M. You get Auburn at home, Arkansas at home. I'm going over nine and a half wins, minus one fifteen. Yeah, I would go over nine and a half as well because their toughest game, in my opinion, is other than Alabama is going to be Florida State. Yeah, and you—I mean, if you so, lose both of them, yep. you win every other one. That equals ten. Yeah, <laughs> yes, it does. But I mean, you win—you win week one. The, the likelihood of it cashing goes up tremendously. Yeah. So it's always tough with an SEC schedule, but you giving me minus one fifteen for over nine and a half wins, I'll take it. Um. Okay, let's go. I have to, more for the SEC. Oh, go ahead. My bad. So yeah, I'm gonna be on the LSU over nine and a half, and then Alabama. The win total is ten and a half. The unders the heavy favorite. I think when you just look at the schedule, they got to play Texas. Mm-hmm. They get to play Texas though. They're playing 
in Alabama, and they also get to play LSU in Alabama, which is interesting. I just don't know what they're going to be able to do at the quarterback position. Yeah, I just don't know if reverting to that style of play is going to really work. Yeah, you kind of try. It never typically seems to work when you go back to like the game has moved on. You have to keep evolving with the game, or I feel like you get yeah. left in the dust. And Bryce Young kept them in so many games yes. that honestly, if they had any other quarterback in the country, they probably would lose. Would lose those games. Yeah, the last drive against Texas, they yeah. should have lost that game. So Nick Saban coming out like, oh, we were favored against the teams in the college football playoff. It's like, shut the fuck up, Nick. If if Ewers doesn't get hurt, you probably don't even beat Texas. I'm very interested. I think Texas is a seven-point underdog. What's that, week two? I think it's like the second week they play. Yeah, week two. That's going to be – dude, that's going to be a game. That's that's going to be – I I have high hopes for Texas. I think Texas is going to be good. Yeah. This is going to be the best they've been in quite some time. With the weapons, with Worthy coming back, if Ewers can stay healthy – that game is going to be interesting. I'm interested to see if the line moves. Right now at a touchdown underdog with the question marks around Alabama and the security that is Texas's offense with everybody coming back, we'll see. Yeah. They also get Tennessee, which is their third third toughest opponent. Um, they play Tennessee at home as well, so this is Beth kind of a little bit. Alarming because of the best teams they play, they they get to play in Alabama. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to go with the under. Under 10.5, minus 184. I wouldn't be surprised if you could find better, though. Better better price. Yeah, I mean, the regime's got to come to an end eventually. So we're seeing we're seeing the stones have been falling off the, uh, off the castle for a little while now. So, And then Georgia, 11.5. <laughs> Taking the over plus one sixteen. Are you? Yeah. You got them running the table. Yeah, I'm on the under. Interesting. Slip one. Let me see. They they have a fairly have easy, easy schedule. schedule. I think they slip one against one of those SEC teams. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Let me pull it up. My whole thing is I just don't know much about Carson Beck. Yeah. But. I mean, they're the clear-cut favorite to win the national championship again. That'd be three in a row. Yeah, first yeah. time since Minnesota in the 60s. Hmm. They're going to win. I mean, who the fuck is going to beat them when you look at it? UT yeah. Martin, Ball State, South Carolina at home, UAB. They have to go to Auburn, but who gives a shit? I, that was another one I didn't mention. Peyton Thorne. Isn't that what I told you? Peyton Thorne's at Auburn. And then who was the – why am I drawing a blank? What's his name? Rashford? Was that his last name? Yeah. Robbie Rashford or whatever, the scrambling quarterback who can't throw for shit. They have quarterback problems. They're not beating Georgia. Kentucky at home, go to Vanderbilt win, to Florida win, at home against Missouri, at home against Ole Miss. You go to Tennessee, which I, I don't give a shit about Tennessee, dude. I, I Well, but I was higher on Hendon Hooker than most. I was higher on Hendon Hooker than you, certainly. I think we see regression out of Tennessee. Then you go yeah, to, they lost a lot. Then you go, yeah, a lot of receiver production. Yeah. So it's like, we were talking about that. Is it the system? So if it's the system, it's like they lost a lot of key pieces in that yeah. system. So I don't know. They may have guys stepping up on the outside that I don't know about. But I think we see regression out of Tennessee. And then at Georgia Tech, they don't play. They don't fucking play anybody. Who's going to – who's the best team they play? Florida? 
Tennessee. In Tennessee? Tennessee. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, no, they're they're going twelve and zero to the SEC championship, and their only chance to lose will be there. Yeah, I I don't know. Like I said, I think because I almost took Tennessee's under win total, um, but then Florida, you got Mertz at quarterback. Obviously, I'm not high on Mertz. Auburn has nobody right now. I understand Hugh Freeze is coming in. We'll see how they can turn if they can right the ship that Brian Harson drove him right into an iceberg. Um. Kentucky, I think, could be solid, but not enough to – which I think Kentucky gave him a little bit of a scare last year. But yeah. the only thing is the question marks around Carson Beck. I just don't know. I, I don't know really anything about him. So, But, yeah, looking at the schedule, they don't fucking play anybody. So, yeah. What, what are the odds? Oh, plus 116. To run the table. <sighs> Interesting. Yeah, I mean, are they just going to reload every year on the defensive side of the ball? Yeah. Like, they've been recruiting. <laughs> Dude, I know. They've been having top recruiting. I just, I don't know. It's when. I mean, they lost like. They just lose their entire defense every fucking year. Last year yeah. to the draft. Yeah. And then they were just. they. And they're still the clear cut favorite to win it all. And then they still won all the games. Yeah. But then they lost a shitload of players again. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. team, teams, the Eagles just come in and draft their entire defense mm-hmm. year after year. Um, yeah, I didn't even really look at them, if I'm being completely honest. But looking at the schedule, I I mean, who do you think they fall to? One of those three. Okay. Florida, Auburn, or Tennessee. Uh, there's no fucking shot in hell Auburn wins. I would fucking... Peyton, I mean, they're we, gonna be they're we, gonna play good defense. They're still gonna be able to run the ball. It's gonna be just like we've talked last about year. Peyton Thorne. You were slightly higher on him than I was. I fucking hated that motherfucker. I don't think he's coming to the SEC to do a no. damn thing because he had good receivers at Michigan State and couldn't do shit. So and then Rashford, if that's even his fucking last name, dynamic on the feet, but had a lot of injury problems because he runs a lot and takes a lot of hits and can't throw. So. And Georgia will fucking take his head off. I think it's a I, I think it's an interesting bet to get plus money on it too. I wonder who so who do they think they're gonna lose to? They're not gonna be underdogs to anybody. No. On this schedule. I wonder who Yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't hate it. I mean it's tough to fucking go undefeated, obviously. That's the but I think the, the reason but the plus odds. Yeah, but it's only would you say plus one sixteen? Plus one sixteen ain't, ain't. I mean, I'm not saying they. That day, yeah, they, they win the I'm national just championship. Saying, just, yeah, I their regular season schedule is. Yeah, easy. Let's see what was. SEC, that's for sure. Let's see what they have last year. Last year, they had to play us, but that was oh, that was no, yeah, yeah. that was uh, they opened the season with Oregon last year, beat the dog shit out of them. Obviously, Oregon had to kind of get their fucking feet wet with their new with Dan Lanning. You had to go on the road to South Carolina, on the road to Missouri. They played Tennessee, who was number one at the time, which is kind of crazy. They have a one by their name. I don't necessarily recall. They had to go on the road to Kentucky. Yeah, 16-6. to Yeah, I mean, they didn't really have a tough schedule last year either. The West is obviously better than the East. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's definitely – I mean, the only – 
the, the their their schedule's easy as is, but I think the two toughest teams last year was Tennessee and Oregon, obviously. Tennessee's not as good this year. They will regress, in my opinion, and then you don't have an Oregon on the schedule. You don't have a team that was number 11 coming into the season to open it. They're opening up with UT Martin. So, um, yeah, I don't hate it. So, all right, let's go to the oh, ace. Go ahead. Real quick, I yep. forgot to give up my Pac-12 real okay. quick. Um, I'm going to go to Washington. I'm going under nine and a half wins, okay. although I do like them. Well, how much? I like Penix. Yeah. I think he's a dual-threat quarterback, but he's very good in the pocket, um, and he's got a really good arm. I just They have such a tough schedule. I think they have the toughest schedule by far in the Pac-12, um, and I think they lose at least three of those games. It's nine and a half? Yeah. You got um, Oregon, USC, Utah, Oregon State with Ulele, Washington State, who always is tough and battles them, and then out of conference you got Boise State and Michigan State. Yeah. So I think out of those they lose at least three of them. Yeah. Um, but they're a good team, though. Yeah, definitely. It's no, just yeah, Pen- so Penix tough. is up there for Heisman odds, isn't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, opening the season against Boise, that'll answer some questions. But, yeah, Tulsa, Michigan State, Cal sucks, Arizona. On the road, they got to go to Arizona. Um, Which I kind of just in my mind. I Got to go on the road to play USC. Stanford sucks. But, yeah, on the road against Oregon State, it's always tough to go win in Corvallis. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't hate it. I, I haven't. I haven't really looked into it. But um, all right, let's go to ACC. So another team that I like quite a bit. Oh yeah, the Duke Blue Devils. Oh, who'd you think it was? Who'd you think? Florida State. No, fuck no. Um, I mean they're going to be good, but yeah. Duke over under six and a half wins. I'm going under. I like Mike Elko a lot. He exceeded every expectation year one. Nine and four with a bowl win. I love Riley Leonard. I t- I've said it on this podcast last year. I'll follow Riley Leonard to the ends of the earth. But this is a much different. This is a much different Duke football schedule than what we saw last year. Um, let's see. So yeah, last year nine and four on the road. Who was their best? Three of the four losses that they had were on the road. When you look at who their best win was, and let me pull up the schedule because I just refused to do it before I start talking about it. Um, this year, so, so hold on. God damn it. They know nobody wants a fucking football schedule. Give me a second. All right, I'm pulling up last year's schedule first. Last year, they like I said, they go nine and four. They beat UCF in the bowl game. They got a win against Temple, Northwestern, North Carolina A and T. They started out three and zero. Then they had to go on the road to play Kansas, which this was an improbable half point cover for me. Um, they go on the road to play Kansas. That was obviously the Cinderella of last year. But then they had Virginia, Georgia Tech, North Carolina. They lost both of those. On the road against Miami, but it was a trash Miami team, one of the worst in the history of the program. Boston College, Virginia Tech, Pitt, Wake Forest. Their losses were at Pitt, at Georgia Tech, at Kansas, and then they lost against North Carolina in a very close game. You you fast forward to now we're, we're coming into this season. You've got opening the season against Clemson. Then you go, you, you play Notre Dame. 
You have to play Florida State on the road. You have to play a much improved Louisville, or we're anticipating a better Louisville team on the road. You got to play North Carolina on the road. You still got to play Pitt. Wake Forest, not really entirely sure what Wake Forest is going to do without Hartman. It's a much tougher schedule than what they had last year. Pre-season, the expected the expected preseason rankings, Clemson will be 13. This is what we're assuming. 13 for Clemson, Florida State around number 11, it looks like. Uh, or no, that was their last year. I'm sorry. That was what they finished last year. Clemson finished 13. Florida State finished 11. Notre Dame was 18. Pitt was number 22. Then this year, the projected 25, North Carolina projected to be the tw- number 25 ranked team. Florida State, 14. Notre Dame, 9. Clemson, 8. You're opening the season with, or you're opening the season with Clemson, obviously, but you have multiple top 25 teams on the schedule this year. I'm going under six and a half wins. I think they're probably right around the five to six range. It's just a much tougher schedule. So yeah, they were lucky last year. They did have. They were fortunate in multiple different. I think areas. they had 16 fumble recoveries. Yeah, yeah. The defense was fucking very opportunistic and took, but it to get the. Fumble recoveries, it's, the ball's got to bounce your way. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a little more up in the air than like getting getting an interception or anything like that. So, um, granted, the the loss to Pitt on the road was a two point loss, like which that was some horse on shit the at the end. Yeah, that, the game. yeah, but it, they they were never going to win the game. Or twenty seconds. Yeah, they were never going to win the game. That that was the fucking one that screwed me. From eighteen yards out. Um. Yeah, I, I, I'm going under. I think this is a five or six win team. The schedule's much harder. I like Mike Elko a lot. Riley Leonard's very good. I think he could be probably a top 10 quarterback in the country. So, but yeah, it's just, I'm going under. Are you, what do you, do you have anything for the ACC? Yeah, I'm going Florida State over nine and a half. Really? What yeah. the fuck? Minus 134. Okay, so who do you think wins week one? <laughs> I don't know. Well, yeah, speaking of that, I think whichever team loses can certainly reassert themselves as certainly conference championship because mm-hmm. it wouldn't be a conference loss. But That's with that being said, and reinserting themselves into the top 10. Other than LSU, Florida State's next toughest opponents, Clemson, which they're three-point underdogs right now. They're three-point underdogs to LSU. Florida State's three-point underdogs to Clemson? Yeah. Dude, so Klubnik's going to be the starter. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I, he showed flashes in like one of the first couple games that he played, but then he also showed a lot of a lot of issues, a lot of poor decisions. I think it was against Notre Dame, huh? Maybe so. I don't full, I don't fully remember. Sure but it, it was it was multiple different games. Well, no, that no, I was on the under in that game. Oh, okay. Um, that was also bullshit. He made a lot of poor decisions. Happy feet in the pocket. I'm interested to see the the progression he makes in his second season. Um, but yeah, that's that's there. Florida State could certainly win that game. Yeah, without question. I think Florida. I mean, we've talked about it. We thought Florida State was going to be good last year, and they were. We felt like Norvell. This is his. It, last year was finally his guys and his system, and, and it obviously was his system. But he finally had the time to go recruit his the pieces he wanted. Jordan Travis with an all-time jump in terms of, I mean, he with him and Blackman that one year it was like oh they both suck. Mm-hmm. He made a he made a huge a huge leap uh, in, in 
quality of play. And then he's one of the – I think he's up there as a Heisman favorite potentially yeah. this year as well. They still have um, – who, who's the running back? Benson? Yeah, they have a few running backs yeah. actually. Yeah, but there's one that's like projected to be a like one of the first taken off and, and come next season's draft. The receivers are really good. Johnny Wilson. They're all big. They're all big. Yeah, they're all like 6'4". Yeah. Yeah. And no, they have I, a good connection already. The biggest thing with Florida State is their secondary. There's some questions there at safety and at cornerback, kind of like LSU. Mm-hmm. Um, LSU's questions are more around cornerback, but um, well, Denver Harris better be good. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but regardless, whichever team comes out on top week one will obviously have an advantage, but it doesn't mean that the season's over for the other team. I think both no, of these yeah. teams could reach. We reached their win total, even with a loss in week one. Yeah. That's why I'm betting on both of them. Yeah. No, I, I don't think it's – I thought about it, too, because I felt like it's almost like a hedge your bet type of thing. You could still win both, whoever loses. They could, Like you just said, they could still hit the over, and you're almost – you're really increasing the likelihood of at least hitting one. Mm-hmm. So I don't hate it, honestly. Um, I, I might do it as well. Like I said, I'm already on Duke, but, yeah, I mean – Southern Miss, Boston College, win-win. I think Clemson's very winnable. Obviously, the spread dictates that. Going on the road, it, it makes it a little more, bit more difficult. But Virginia Tech, that's a win. Syracuse win. Duke, Duke's good. I like Duke. Florida State should win that game. On the road against Wake Forest should be a win. Pitt with Dracovic, we don't know what exactly they're going to look like on the offensive side of the ball. Should be a win. Miami was so bad last year. They're not going to make this monumentous jump in terms of production this year. Then you got North Alabama and you got a Florida team. Uh, granted, it is on the road. It's a rivalry game, but it's a Florida team that I don't think is going to be very good. I don't think Napier – I don't think Napier is as good of a coach as everybody wanted him to make him, out, make him out to be. And then Graham Mertz, I don't think he's good. Wasn't able to do a damn thing in the Big Ten, and now you're going to the SEC. So, I don't know if uh, Mertz is starting yet. Who else would it be? Jack uh, Miller, maybe? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I think the spring game was like 10-7. to 7. Fans were pretty pissed. Yeah, I mean they're not they're not they're not gonna be they're not gonna be anything really worth a shit, I don't think. Um Yeah, but they might beat Georgia, remember that. Yeah, I mean it's like yeah, you just he said we we've already established Auburn. So if you're banking on Auburn being that team, God bless you. But then yeah, if with Florida too, you're gonna need you're gonna need a fucking game out of Tennessee. With my luck, it'll be Vanderbilt that upset. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> I think they beat him like forty to fucking yeah. nothing last year. Um, okay, yeah, Jack Miller. Jack Miller, yeah. Okay, it's actually a, a battle from what I've read. Well, yeah, I wouldn't expect Mertz to necessarily like, run away with it because yeah. he's fucking trash. But yeah, I mean, they're gonna need they're gonna rely on the run. Florida, this is gonna yeah, be a running Florida team. So. Um. Okay. Do we have anything else for the ACC? I'm, are y'all doing an independent thing? I do have one, but oh, okay. I, I just kind of right. threw it into the Big Ten. I threw it in the ACC just because of the, I guess, that COVID year. Okay. Um. That's cool. I'll wait till you give yours out. Okay. Uh. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like it's going to be the same thing. So I'm going Notre Dame over eight and a half wins minus one ten. Yes. We've talked about it. Um. I think Hartman's going to have a pretty good season. I think this is a good opportunity. We saw what he did at Wake. The slow mesh bullshit I never like, and I feel like it makes your life a lot more difficult because you're putting people in the pocket. And now 
he should have cleaner pockets to operate with. Um, I agree. You're going to see a little bit of regression out of the defensive side of the ball, at least from what the Notre Dame, what we're accustomed to with Notre Dame. But I think Marcus Freeman's a good coach. I think he can make up for it a little bit. Um, but I think the offense, the the offense is going to make up for the lack of or the regression of the defense. So he's a huge upgrade over Buckner, in my opinion. I'm going eight, over eight and a half wins. I think I think this is a good opportunity, um, a good opportunity for Notre Dame to kind of get back into the mix a little bit. I mean, what they gave they gave Ohio State a game, didn't they? Or am I drawn? Am I think? Am I um, missing that? It was somewhat of a close game, but Ohio State pulled away towards the end, yes. though, right? So the score. Uh, but yeah, if you look at their schedule, Navy, Tennessee State, you got to go on the road against NC State. Which who? Where did I say who the fuck went to NC State? Uh, what's his name from Virginia? Yeah, Brennan Armstrong. Good fucking luck. Um, you got Central Michigan, obviously Ohio State. You go on the road against Duke, tough. On the road against Louisville, tough. Then you got USC. It's going to be the toughest game by far other than Ohio State. Well, and they got Clemson too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, when you really break it down, it can be a little it can be a little dicey. I don't but think they lose three of those games. I think they can beat Clemson, but. Let me say four, actually, because I got it at over eight and a half. And also, too, USC. I'm interested to see USC's defense if it's going to. If they improve. Their defense was not that good last year. Mm-mm. It was. It was. I, I screamed it all year. They were very same thing, kind of like Duke, except the the opposite, whereas USC was getting the interceptions. Yeah, it was a lot of tip ball interceptions. I was on the receiving end of it. I think week two. It's a lot put on Caleb Williams' shoulders. I'm still gonna go. I'm going over eight and a half. Um, I do think. I do think. I think Hartman's that good. He's that much of an upgrade from the quarterback that they had the quarterback situation that they had last year. Obviously, it was a carousel. They went. They were able to win nine games last year. They were able to go nine and four when you take in the bowl game, obviously. so But eight and four regular season with a loss to USC. They lost to Stanford. That was the one that was like, you, lost, you lose to Marshall, which it was a good Marshall team. We told you that all year. But you lose to Stanford. If they don't lose to Stanford, then they get – they hit what this season's win total would be. A yeah. little bit different of a schedule, I understand, but they still they had to play BYU. They went on the road to North Carolina. They opened the season on the road against Ohio State, like we were just talking about, but they played Clemson and beat them. They had to go to the Carrier Dome and blew out a Syracuse team that was ranked in the top 25. They did lose some people. They lost some running backs. They lost some production um, to the transport to the transfer portal as well as to the draft. They're going to lose some members of the D-line. So there's some questions that need to be answered, but I think the the addition of Sam Hartman can't really be overstated. I think he I think he is really fucking good and he's going to make um he's going to make life a lot easier for Notre Dame. So I'm going like I said, over eight and a half. You're taking the same? Yes. Are you are you on either side? No. What would you lean? I don't know. It is a tough schedule. Pull it up. I did. What four teams are beating them? Well, I mean, fucking Clemson, Ohio State, USC. Yeah, Pitt's tough. Louisville on the road. Don't sleep on that. Don't sleep on Duke on the road. Um, Yeah, I mean, you can say nope all you want, but Riley Leonard's going to be one of the better. Marvin is that good. Yeah, but. He can make up for those 
defensive deficiencies. Yeah, but did, did you see some of the balls he's throwing? And I hate it too. That little mesh bullshit. The accuracy he has on those balls with the I get it, but the they have a lot of they have a lot ridiculous. of questions. They have a lot of questions in the secondary, and Riley Leonard's going to be able to fucking. Yeah, it's die. a first time play callers. They're all yes. coordinator. Yeah, they lost. They lost. Uh, was it fucking? Um, I don't. Reese, Tommy Reese, something like that. Some shit to Alabama. Yeah, so it, it, there's a lot of. The, like I said, the addition of Sam, I'm taking the over, but it's not a home run. It's not a home run. There's a lot of shit that is going to have to be addressed. And, I mean, we saw Wake Forest put up a lot of points, but if you can't stop anybody, it may, I mean, it's tough. And I do think that Freeman's, I mean, obviously he's a defensive-minded coach. I think he's a very good coach. But the questions in the secondary are going to be a problem. So, especially against a team like USC, I think Pitt could be good. I just don't. I, I they're gonna have a good defense certainly, and then if Djokovic can kind of live up to even a little bit of the potential that they thought he was gonna have at Boston College, yeah. I mean, it, it's not an easy schedule because a lot of those games are on the road too. I mean, like Ohio State is probably gonna be a loss, but there's questions to be answered there too with their quarterback play. I have them taking one of those three games against Ohio State, USC, or Clemson. Well, yeah, I mean, you kind of have to. I, well, no, not no, necessarily. But, yeah, I mean, two of the three are on the road. And then... If they take one of those three, like... I'm oh, I'm sorry, two are at home, but... Then we're good. Yeah, I don't know. It's tough. I mean, obviously, Navy, Tennessee State, NC State, Central Michigan, you should start off 4-0. If you don't start off 4-0, you're in trouble. Yes. So, you're in big trouble. Yes. Because then, I mean, just the stretch, too, literally... You have a stretch of one, two, three, four, five, six straight weeks. You're playing a quality football team. Ohio State, Duke, Louisville, USC, Pittsburgh, Clemson. That's six straight weeks. So Wake Forest should obviously be a win. And then Stanford's trash. So you are guaranteed one, two, three, four. You're guaranteed six wins. You need to find three wins from Ohio State, Duke, Louisville, USC, Pittsburgh, and Clemson. Most likely would be obviously Pittsburgh. And then if you can win Pittsburgh, Louisville, and Duke, yeah. then you can lose to the top teams. But, I mean, that's easier said than done, dude. A lot of those games are on the road. So um, I'm still I'm still on the over. I, I do think, but it's not, it's not a home run, like I said. There are some serious questions that are going to have to be answered uh, pretty, pretty quick in the season. So uh, what do you have for the Big Ten? Yeah, I was kind of struggling to find. It was tough. That's why I lumped in Notre Dame. If you look at the top teams, Ohio State, Michigan, both at 10 and a half. Mm-hmm. Michigan's obviously returning their quarterback, but Ohio State isn't. And then is Corum back? I'm pretty sure he, him and, both him and Edwards are back. So that'll be interesting for Michigan. They'll be a lot like they've been the past two years, but. Yes, he is. The biggest question for Michigan is receiver play, and then obviously still how good McCarthy. is McCarthy. Yeah. Um, Ohio State, they've kind of been able to plug and play with quarterbacks over the past five years to where they haven't really skipped a beat. As far as I know, there's really not um, – they don't have a starter right now. No, it sounds They're like – They're looking like yeah. they want the freshman. Yeah. But he was injured in the spring. What I saw most recently was uh, the backup last year, McCord or McLeod or some shit. Yeah, yeah, but 
from what I saw, it does kind of sound like the other guy's got more upside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's just if he's ready. So, but yeah, that that's not good. That, that that means like the guy you're rolling with, like okay, we have a better option. Best case scenario, like if he if he lives up to expectations, so you're kind of going with the guy who isn't as talented. But it's like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, obviously Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to be the best wide receiver in the country. Yeah, and they got the other guy returning. Yeah. Forget his name. Um, Ibuka or something yeah, like that. Yeah, Ibuka. yeah. Um, And then their running backs are going to be pretty damn good. So they should be able to run the football. And then the third team is Penn State, which yes. Penn State kind of – I'm not totally sold on the guy Drew Alar. Question mark. Yeah, question marks at question quarterback. Mark, yeah. He was the top prospect in the 2022 – recruiting class he we saw him last year when Clifford got kind of banged up he was I mean there's a lot of upside he's a big guy he's yeah. got a really strong arm but life will be easy for them in turn it'll be a little easier for him obviously because they're running backs they're mm-hmm. gonna have a quality running back room but Penn State's sitting at nine and a half they have to play Michigan and Ohio State so mm-hmm. That's yeah pick. the Big Ten was kind of tough especially looking at the top top teams yeah I like Penn State. That's my over nine and a half. If you look at them last year, the only two games they lost were obviously Michigan and Ohio State. I could see that happening again this year. And they hit 10 wins again. But that's the biggest question mark is Aller or Lar mm-hmm. replacing Sean I, Clifford. I was watching their spring game, though. And, dude, he's not the he doesn't make the best decisions in the red zone. So, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean – more than likely, yeah, they're going to lose to Ohio State and Michigan. Right. And then you've got Michigan State on the road, which, I mean, who gives a shit? Maryland on the road. Is Tagovailoa back again? I don't know. <laughs> um, Northwestern on the road, Illinois on the road. Everybody else is at home. So, yeah, I mean, realistically. This is a preseason top five defense in the country, though. Yeah, they lost a lot of production, though. But <clears throat> I So, know. I mean, even if you have subpar – Play from Alar, I think their defense can hold true on uh, those other games besides those two big ones. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we so we got to get our eyes on the defense, but yeah, I mean, they what they lost Joey Porter Jr. Yes, who was the other guy? The other guy was like better. The corner. What's his fucking name? Yeah, there was another one. Well, I thought Porter was the guy. I mean, he was definitely one of them. But is the other guy coming back? I. I from what I was reading, they're not really expecting the defense to take a step back necessarily. Uh-huh. It's just guys that got to prove they can do it. But the the expectations are still very high. Um, yeah, I think that the guy at is being oversold a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't know. I mean, who was the last good Penn State quarterback? McSorley. <laughs> yeah. They they Clifford. There always seems to be hype around these guys, and they don't live up to your expectations. I hate their fucking field. It always looks like they can't move fast. Yeah. They cut. They, they they want that grass high, so they're playing in quicksand. Um, I don't know. I especially. I mean, dude, Trey Potts might be the set. The, I mean, the third best running back in that room. I'm surprised he went there. Yeah. Um, they should be able to run the ball, lean on the run, play good defense. If if Ohio State kind of does have question marks at quarterback and and 
regresses a little bit, who knows? Maybe they get them, and then if they if they upset Michigan or Ohio State, then they should fucking get to ten wins. But judging by the schedule, I'm not on it. But I I don't hate it. I think they. It's just question marks around the quarterback that have to be answered. I don't know enough about him. The spring game, he didn't blow me away by any means. Yeah. So. I tried to watch as many fucking spring games as I could. Um, but, yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't hate it by any means. Are you on anything for, what are we talking about, Big Ten, did you say? Yeah, I'm not. You're not? Okay. Uh, Big 12, anything? Yeah, Texas. Which way you got? Texas going? over nine and a half. I'm on it, too, then, because I, so, I was so fucking <laughs> close to doing it. I am doing it, too. You I'm look at the it. non-conference, they get Rice, Wyoming. The tough one is Alabama. Yep. And then their tough matchups in the Big 12 is Oklahoma. they go on the road to play Baylor, and then they play Oklahoma. The Red River shootout. At the neutral site. Yep. But just looking at it, like I think they're capable of beating Alabama this year. I do too. Um, so it's like if they get that win, it's like all of a sudden Baylor and Oklahoma, those games don't seem like – tough games for texas anymore yeah and i know we kind of saw last year with texas they kind of they were favorites in some games that they they lost they shouldn't have lost but yours was battling injuries yeah. yes um oklahoma state i think i mean i told you, i watched their spring game too and i think they first drive they didn't do shit second drive though yours put a fucking ball in the bucket to worthy uh, they struggled to punch it in but they ended up getting it in on fourth down but they have guys they have running backs that are going to be good mm-hmm they're not going to be Bijan, uh, but I mean, they, you lose a lot of production. What's the backup's name? I'm drawing a blank on his name, but the, even the backup running back behind Bijan Johnson. Johnson was really good. And some people are like, their bold prediction is you might even said that. Did you say that you felt like he could have a better career than Bijan? No, I was just saying I thought he was a top 10 running back in the draft. Maybe that's what class. it was. I know I saw somebody say their bold prediction was that he'll end up being more productive in the NFL than yeah, Bijan. Yeah, I don't know about all yeah, that. Yeah, that's crazy. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a bold prediction, and it's not mine, but. They lose a lot of production running the football, but they have guys that are filling filling the role, and they have weapons on the outside. Worthy, obviously, being number one, but they have guys to complement him. And Ewers look good. Ewers look good in the spring game. He looked good last year in in, in spurts. They were gonna beat Alabama if he doesn't get hurt. And then the fucking questionable safety, whatever that mm-hmm. that wasn't. Um, yeah, I'm going over nine and a half as well. I was I was right on the edge. I didn't have a team for the Big Twelve. I was interested to see what you would say. And so yeah, if you're on it, I'm taking it as well. I think this is the best the best chance Texas is gonna have to get back in the mix, get back in the conversation. I think yours is good. I think he's good enough. So because he hit what he hit a deep ball right off the bat to Alabama, right? Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay. I think he missed one and then came back and hit one. And there was question marks on how he was going to respond because he hadn't really played any meaningful football like from high school because yeah. he never played at Ohio State. So, yeah, I'm going to take that as well. So, sounds like we're all on it. What else do you have? I think that that's yeah, it that for wraps me. wraps it up. That's it for me over under win totals. Um, yep. You have uh, – obviously, we, we know who we're going to talk about for Heisman, but do you have anybody else? Um. Yeah, I mean, I would consider a few other players. Okay. Um, so we may have mentioned it in prior episodes, but Nick and I both took Jaden Daniels to win the Heisman trophy and he got it at 18 to one. We both got it at 18 to one. Um, it's now like 11, 10, 10 to one odds. 
I don't know what it was. The, a video went viral of him slinging the ball around at a camp. I don't think that that would necessarily move the odds that much. But we went to the spring game. We laid our eyes on the offense. First play. Who was it? Lacey with the touchdown? Yeah. A fucking sick one-handed catch. Breaks the tackles. Uh, Jaden Daniels looked fucking spectacular in the spring game. Jaden Daniels is dynamic on the ground. The question, sometimes he would default to running and wouldn't lean on the uh, on his ability to throw the ball. In the spring game, what did he have, two incompletions all day? It was something, it, it was, it was a, a really good showing. We have weapons. I think that, and he's the dual threat guy that everybody loves. America loves a quarterback that can run and make exciting plays. 18-1 odds for Jaden Daniels. You're not going to be able to necessarily find it anymore. Um, like I said, I think we mentioned it a few episodes ago, but you're looking at around 10 to 11 to 1 odds now. Um, I mean, we'll see what happens, but this is uh, the last time we told you to I, – I also bet – I think we both bet LSU to win the national championship. Mm-hmm. What were the odds? I have to look it up. 30, I got it on my phone. 33 to 1. Yeah, it's eerily reminiscent of 2019 when it was 35 to 1. This oh, is LSU's sixteen to yeah. one this year. Okay. I thought you meant two thousand nineteen. No, no, yeah, I remember. Oh, yeah, we. I had thirty five to one that year. Um, yeah, I'm talking this year. Did you did you bet it this year? Yeah, yeah. I thought it's we both 16 did sixteen to one. I think. Okay, so yeah, uh, last year that the last time that we bet LSU to win the national championship and the quarterback to win the Heisman Trophy was two thousand nineteen. We haven't done it since. We're doing it this year. I've been saying this is going to be a fucking really big year. In terms of LSU and the Saints, it's going to be a big year for the podcast. Um, take that for what it's worth. The last time we told you to bet LSU to win it all and the quarterback to win the Heisman, both happened. We're telling you to do it again. So who else would you consider? I would consider, um, and they kind of switched spots as far as odds are concerned, but Jordan Travis. Okay. 18 to 1. He was he was where um, Daniels was. Daniels is right now. Is, yeah. So they kind of swapped spots. But, yeah, I'm big on Florida State and both LSU. Yeah. No, I mean, I was big on Travis last year, too. And what game was it? Was it Florida? He did not show up in the Florida game. But he had – we were both on that one game where he got hurt, remember? And the backup came in. Uh But they ended up covering, didn't they? I forget that backup's name, dude. That dude. Yeah, it was something that you, like – it was a weird name. I kept saying. Yeah. But they covered, I think. Yeah, they did. It was, like, kind of improbable. Uh Uh-huh. Because he looked like shit. Yeah, he looked really, the, really bad. Into the first half, and I was like, oh, first we're drive, I was screwed. like, yeah, first drive, I'm like, we're fucking dead. I think he threw like a terrible pick. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, we're dead. And then they end up doing the impossible. Um, yeah, I don't hate it. I like Jordan Travis a lot. Jordan Travis, the the like I touched on earlier, the just complete turnaround that he made is pretty remarkable. Um, eighteen one odds is pretty good, I would say. Obviously, we liked it for Jaden Daniels. So, and they're similar players. Mm-hmm. So, Daniels is a little faster, a little more dynamic, but Travis is a little bit better passer, I would say. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't hate it. You got anything else? Um. Who's a leader? Oh, it's um, Caleb. Yeah, 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 yeah. To go back to back, it's a dumb question, wasn't it? Like, it was like yeah <laughs> yeah they're pretty much but there's not really anybody else so it's kind of like what if Caleb Williams gets hurt like what if Caleb Williams says I'm gonna make a fuckload of money next year uh-huh. I don't really feel like playing we lost an early game like which I don't, I'm not necessarily saying he'll do that but he does he paints his fingernails so um I don't know I don't 
if it's not Caleb Williams, who is it? Probably Jaden Daniels or Jordan Travis. Yeah, because that's the two, the other two guys that can kind of make stuff happen on the ground. Unless Carson Beck is really that good. It's or, like pure pocket passers are going to have to do so much. Yeah. Like Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow. did. Yeah, you got to break records because people... So that's where it's like Ewers, who's also up there. I don't know how much... That's what I'm on. How many touchdowns can he throw, you know? I think they uh-huh. have that similar season. I'm not – by no means am I comparing them to that LSU season, but I think this offense is going to be incredible this year. Oh, I think it'll be good. But and yeah, then I would gonna, totally dismiss Michael Penix Jr. at 12-1. to 1. I would no, I wouldn't even totally dismiss him would, at being even in the conversation. It's just that the schedule – like, they're going to have to fucking – they'd have to beat – Every top team in the Pac-12, and then even then, it probably wouldn't be enough. They don't play anybody. The Pac-12 mm-hmm. sucks. So he would have to fucking go crazy. He'd have to go crazy. Um. All right. Um. Do you have any conference champions? I know he does. Um. No, not really. Okay. I don't either. Who are you taking? All you of said, them? You said, yeah. Just I thought go. we were going over all of them. I don't yeah. have any. I didn't oh, take okay. any to win the conference championships, and it, well, it sounds like he didn't either. Which ones do you feel best about? Which ones do I feel best about? Uh, Texas and the Big 12. What are the odds? I didn't write them down. Plus Let's 115 okay. on FanDuel. Who would, um, who would be second best? Oklahoma? Yeah. What do they got, like 5-1, to 6-1? to one? Plus 360. Okay. It's like a yeah. lot of these odds are kind of crap. Yeah, you can probably fish around and maybe find a little better. But, yeah, no, I mean, it... You can really you do good on the conference champions if, like, you have a... a Idea on a long shot, you know? Yeah. Like, TCU was yeah, 100 yeah. to 1 or I some know. shit last year. I know. Okay, what else you got? My two favorites are Texas and uh, in the Big 12 and Florida State in the ACC. Yeah. Although I do like, I do like Drake May in UNC. Yeah. Well, it, it's in my opinion, it's Florida State or Clemson. Mm-hmm. It, 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 I'm interested to see – I they're not going to contend for the championship, but I'm interested to see the – direction Miami goes because there was a lot of hype around Mario Cristobal. He had a lot of coaches that he brought in and he fired a lot of coaches after year one, kind of complete overhaul from year one to year two. I'm interested to see which direction they go. Um, I think I'm a little, I'm probably lower on Drake may the most. I think he's good. I don't, I don't know. Like I wouldn't want to draft him as my quarterback. In the NFL, mm-hmm. I mean, what do you think? You think he's good enough? Yeah, I don't know. Some of, their team I sucks. They do, and that's where yeah, I, I cut him a little bit of slack. But some of his decision making was like in the Duke game specifically, yeah. um, and that's I don't know. That's a little different. He was a freshman last year. Yeah, was he? I thought he was a sophomore last year. He was a freshman. Yeah. No, no way. I thought they're saying he's going to get drafted after this year. I don't know. Is he is he eligible? I thought. Let me see. It was definitely his first year playing. No, yeah, he was a freshman. Why are they saying? Because the Redskins quarterback was their old quarterback. Yeah, um, Howell. Yeah, Sam Howell. Yeah. I could have swore I saw a mock draft. What is it, some, like a bullshit, like if he was coming out? Um... Yeah, so that's a little different then. I thought he was a sophomore. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Yeah, their defense was horrible, though. Yeah, it was. 
It definitely was. So bad. 120 points scored in that App State <laughs> UNC game. Was that the onside kick? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Sick. Um, what else you got? Anything? Uh, not really. What about you? Just big on Texas this year. Yeah. I mean, we're on LSU to win the national championship. I think it's interesting when you look at the favorites. A lot of them are, aren't returning quarterback play. Mm-hmm. Georgia, yeah, Alabama, question marks. There's question Ohio marks. State. Those are the top three favorites. None of them are returning quarterbacks. Yep. No, there's a lot of questions that need to be answered for a lot of the typical top teams in the nation. Um, but, I mean, dude, LSU, you, you're getting Mason Smith back on the D-line. You bring in Denver Harris. Like, we obviously, the there are questions at corner, but if he could live up to the five-star potential, I mean – I mean, he... He didn't look spectacular in the yeah. spring game. Landon Ibietta kind of fucking... They got um a transfer from Marshall, who transferred to Tulane, then transferred to us mm-hmm. all in one year. Mm-hmm. So maybe that'll help. They also got a transfer from Southeastern. I'm not completely out on Denver Harris. Like I he's think not there's going to be... be a bit of a... Uh, We'll have a decent rotation there at quarterback, yeah. but no no standout guys. Well, just get pressure on the quarterback, yeah. and it'll make their life easier. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, he he was the number one transfer portal guy overall. Yeah. So, I, I, I'm holding out hope. So, But, yeah, no, I mean, he didn't have a great showing in the spring game by any means. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's all I got. I mean, I'll go. we'll go back through it real quick. So, uh, for the American Conference, I'm taking Tulane over nine wins. Go to Caesars to find the best odds from what I saw. Then we're going Conference USA. I feel very strongly about this one. Louisiana Tech over five and a half wins. The MAC. I'm going Central Michigan over five and a half wins for even money. Boise State in the Mountain West over seven and a half wins. We got we're we're, we're not really fading many teams. Over seven and a half wins for Boise State. And I think that's it for the group of five. One, two, three, four. Who am I missing? Oh, I don't have Sunbelt. Pac-12. I feel strongly about this one as well. Under three and a half wins for Colorado. The SEC, we're going over nine and a half wins for LSU. The Big 12, over nine and a half wins for Texas. Notre Dame, over eight and a half wins. I lumped them in for the Big 10, even though they are independent. And then Duke in the ACC under six and a half wins. Okay, I have Georgia State over five and a half wins plus 138 from FanDuel. You have Tulane over nine wins. I would be willing to go over nine and a half uh, if you want slightly better odds, odds, closer to even money. Um, San Diego State under six and a half wins plus 110. L.A. Tech over five and a half wins minus one seventy, Liberty over eight and a half wins minus one thirty four, Texas over nine and a half wins minus one twenty four, Florida State over nine and a half wins minus one thirty four, USC over nine and a half wins minus one eighty eight, Alabama under ten and a half wins. Minus 184, Georgia over 11 and a half wins, plus 116. And LSU over nine and a half wins, minus 115. Okay. I got, I added Tulane over nine and a half wins in the American Conference, the SEC. 
at minus 142, I got Georgia under 11.5. I got Notre Dame over 8.5 wins at minus 110. In the Big Ten, I got Penn State over 9.5 wins at minus 138. In the Big 12, I got Texas over 9.5 wins at minus 124. In the Pac-12 at minus 144, Washington under 9.5 wins. All righty. And we already touched on, we just touched on Heisman. Obviously, we're taking Jaden Daniels. Uh, Nick's also taking Jordan Travis. Um, and then LSU, again, 16, 17 to 1, whatever it was. Um, that's really all we got. So, like I said, these are the ones that you got to risk the money now, but it'll pay dividends later. And if you're not really keeping track of your, your record, that money's been long gone for six months. It's kind of just land yap at that point. You've certainly lost money. If you lose that bet, but it doesn't feel like it. So um, if you got the money to front now, do it. But yeah, no, we're going to look to, um, I mean, there's money to be made on these bets. I feel strongly about quite a few of these. I know Nick does as well, as well as Joseph. So we're going to see what we can do. It's close. It's right around the corner. Once we hit August, it's back for me. August is a month that we're good. We're back. Football's Mm -hmm. here. So really it's September, but we're nearly there. So episode 157 is in the books. Uh, you got anything to say before we go? Adios. Book of horns. Go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube page, Big Easy Bets TV. Subscribe on Apple. Subscribe on Spotify. Go follow the social media pages. The whole nine yards. This is going to be a really, really big season for us. Um, and you can come along for the ride. We've been dragging everybody along for the ride. The people that don't listen, that's on you. Um, but there's money to be made, and we are going to make some money. Y'all have a good one. Who that? The house always wins. Play long enough, you never change the stakes. The house takes you. Unless when that perfect hand comes along, you bet big, and then you take the house. I've been practicing this because a little bit that I rushed. It felt like I rushed. That was good. I liked it.